0: everyone it's Susie here and welcome to Thirsty to Thrive. I hope you are well, you are thriving and striving to live your best life. In today's episode we're going to be talking about social media and how you can own social media and not let social media own you. So grab yourself a coffee, a brew or a hot drink of your preference and let's get right into this episode. There's only one you boom. nobody is you, and that is your power. So last night I watched the Odd One Out documentary which is on the BBC which features Jessie Nelson who is a singer from the UK girl band Little Mix discussing her experience of online trolling and online abuse and the negative impact it has had on her life and also the fact that it was so bad that she even tried to commit suicide. Obviously this story is not just unique to her, but also hundreds of other people in the UK who have gone through the same experience and that it has got so bad that they have become severely depressed or even tried to commit suicide. And to be quite honest, after I'd watched this, I really just needed to sit down and digest what I'd just watched because it got me thinking about social media in general and how we consume social media. And actually, are we in control of this consumption? Because if you let social media own you, it will. But the thing is, we need to remember that this phone, this piece of technology in front of us, belongs to us. And we went out and bought that. We own it. We've got ownership of it. So why is there something in this phone, an app, that we click on, that we let take control of us? And I think it's really important to just think about that for a second and think actually do I consume social media or does it own me and that's what we're going to be discussing in this episode ways of you owning social media and not letting it own you and thinking about ways that we can use social media to actually enhance our lives rather than inflict negativity or comparison in our lives. So first, let's think about how we consume social media or what we consume. What content do you look at every day? And how is that making you feel? Now, who knows? Maybe you're exactly like me and you open up your social media and your suggested Instagram posts are cute fluffy dogs and inspirational quotes. And I guess those posts come up because that is what I choose to follow. The content that I follow on Instagram or social media is stuff that makes me happy. And with that said, that's a question to ask yourself right now. Am I following accounts or people or things that make me happy? You know, if you're following your ex-boyfriend or if you're following a horrible girl from school who posts really negative things all the time, or if you're following someone who just isn't a very positive person then this is your time to have a little social media cleanse clear out and unfollow these people and take matters into your own hands when you log on and you go through social media you want to see the people you love you want to see things that make you happy and you want to see things that inspire you so make sure that your feed is giving you that and nothing less. Now, I have a confession to make, and I'm making this confession because it's for the greater good, okay? And it's so savage what I'm about to tell you, but we're on episode five, and I feel like we're practically friends now, so I can tell you this information. Please do not judge me, and I am a kind human being, really, but One of my strategies, okay, for making sure that your Facebook feed is full of the people that you love and that you support and that they support you and there's no negativity. Well, this is what I do, okay? When it's someone's birthday on Facebook, Facebook reminds you to wish that person happy birthday on the right hand side. You know, it comes up, wish happy birthday. You can type a little something something in. When someone's name pops up and you don't know that person or you don't have any contact with that person or that person might just be a negative person you know that that pops up on your feed sometimes and and you're not really sure why you follow them well guess what I use that opportunity to actually delete them that happy birthday reminder to me is almost like a cleansing tool that I use to delete them oh my god I know I'm such a bad person I delete people on their birthdays okay but you know what It keeps your feed and your friends list clean and it keeps your feed and your friends list positive and full of support and love. So it is for the greater good and yes it is savage but I mean try it, like it works. So as we move on very quickly from that savage confession of mine there is no time like the present to just reassess what you're consuming and the content is it positive? Is it inspiring? Or is it filling you with negativity or making yourself compare yourself to other people? Are these people you're following materialistic and focused on other things and that's not you? Why are you following them? Are you following people that give unrealistic and unrelatable content that you look at and you feel like actually if I keep following you that's just gonna make me feel really bad about my life and actually what you're posting is not realistic i.e a body that has been face-tuned, chopped, cropped, tanned, teeth whitened, like why are we looking at these images and comparing ourselves to actually things that aren't real? So now we've took the opportunity to review what we're consuming We now need to figure out what we're outputting onto the World Wide Web. And this is kind of where you take ownership of social media. What do you use social media for? Do you use it to connect with friends and messages? Do you use it to post photos and memories? You might use social media to follow hobbies or celebrities that you like watching. But ask yourself if you use social media for self-validation. Do you get a buzz when you post a photo online and it gets 50 likes? And if you do and you do use social media because you want to take that picture so it gets loads of likes then ask yourself why you're doing that. If Facebook or Instagram took down the like button would you stop using social media? Would you post less because there was less reason to post? If you are someone who does find themselves posting for self-validation it's not necessarily a negative thing. We're all human at the end of the day. We all want that need to be to feel loved and to feel accepted and as cringe as this sounds if you can admit that you're putting yourself on social media and you're posting that selfie or that picture for self-validation I think this is really the time where you look yourself in the eye in the mirror and actually tell yourself the things that you like about yourself and praise yourself for everything you've achieved so far in your years and that in itself is a really difficult thing to do it's not often that we take time to look at ourselves and, you know, praise ourselves. We're always looking for the negatives in ourselves. And with age, I guess, I've learned that the older I get, the more I know who I am as a person and the more confident I am. It takes time. It's not something that you can gift confidence overnight. Don't get me wrong. Uh, But it is important to praise yourself for who you are and have that self-belief first before you start looking on the internet for someone else to believe in you by liking in a picture or a post and I could go on about this topic all day about how people post pictures of their bodies online particular bikini pictures and I love the fact that people celebrate their bodies and especially accounts around body confidence and being who you are. I love the fact that I see pictures with captions underneath that tell others be proud of your body and what it's done for you and who you are. I love that. But on the flip side, seeing pictures pop up of young girls who are posting bikini pictures or pictures in their underwear, that really confuses me because As a woman, why would you be putting your body online for no other reason than for self-validation or attention? If you're gonna do something like that, I would hope that you were doing it to tell other people that you're one confident and to give other people the confidence to be who they are and be proud of their body and caption it with something that relates and reflects that. Because at the end of the day, 13 14 15 year olds that are posting pictures of their bodies online that's really scary to me and I know I sound like a mum but let's face facts this is the internet and you don't know who's watching in terms of your output on Instagram as well ask yourself are you putting out a realistic version of your life not the Instagram highlight reel of your life I think this is so important because if we start putting out each and every one of us a real version of events in terms of our lives then not only can we look back at our Instagram and see memories in time and not a bunch of selfies or you know pre-staged photos for Instagram we also encourage other people to do the same and therefore it builds more of a real life community rather than an artificial Instagram community and the more you let Instagram or Facebook suck you in the more you will realise that you'll start to post for Instagram and Facebook and not for yourself. So use social media on your own terms, value friendships or maybe build a brand if you use it for your work, post real memories and be yourself, not someone else. The very last thing I want to talk about is how much time we spend on social media. Now isn't it crazy that when I was younger, I didn't have a phone until I was 14, for goodness sake. Never mind Instagram or Facebook. I think at the time it was more MSN and AOL, if you remember. But wow, I remember a world before mobile phones with a colour screen on and how to have fun and just go out somewhere and spend time with friends or play on the street. (laughs) And now we spend a mass amount of time on our phones or in front of a screen. And you need to ask yourself too, How much time do you spend on social media and how much time do you spend looking in front of a screen? Because that is gonna have a massive effect on your whole life. Like, I'm sorry to be the person to say it, but there's a whole world out there and you don't need a screen to see the world. If you're someone that wakes up in the morning and reaches for their phone and starts scrolling, ask yourself, why do you do that? What are you looking for at 7 a.m. in the morning? And actually, do you need to do that? Do you gain anything from doing that? Do you want to start your days comparing yourself to other people or looking at other people's lives or do you want to start your days focused on yourself? If you do find yourself with this kind of mini addiction to checking social media, figure out ways to limit down the time so you can appreciate life without it. A way to kind of cut down this time using social media is to just check in at maybe two or three times of the day. And that's actually enough. If you check in, for example, at lunchtime, you're seeing everything that was posted from the morning to lunchtime. So what difference does it make if you check in at 10? You're still seeing it at lunchtime at 12. And again, the exact same if you checked in at five. You're seeing everything that happened since you last checked in at 12. And again, if you checked in at nine o'clock before you wind down for your little nighttime routine or whatever you do at night, what are you missing? (laughs) you're probably not missing much at all. Another way to eliminate scrolling is install a Facebook feed blocker on your laptop. Now I have this installed on my Facebook on my laptop purely for the fact that I just use Facebook for work. And when I log on Facebook, I don't see the big timeline feed of everyone's updates. It's blank when I log in, and that's by just installing a Facebook feed blocker. So, if you type that in on Google, Facebook feed blocker, you can install a plugin which then hops into your Facebook and eliminates everyone else's feed. So, you actually can't scroll because there's nothing to look at on your dashboard of Facebook if you like, there's no feed. And for me personally, I've now got really used to looking at Facebook without a feed on it. So I just log on, message who I need to message for work and log off and that's it. And sometimes as well, if I log on on the phone app on my phone, I'll be really surprised to be like, oh my God, I forgot Facebook had this because I'm so used to seeing it without. Another way you can cut time on your social media scrolling is actually deleting the apps from your phone and then only looking at them maybe on your ipad when you get home that's a big way because if they're not on your phone you can't look at them during the day but of course when you get home you can log on your ipad and be updated that way and that means that during the day you're free from distraction and you can get on with what you need to get on with and then when you get home and it's more your wind down time you can take your time to use it on social media if you wish I really hope that this podcast has made you think about how you use social media, what you post on social media, what you consume on social media and how often you use it. And to truly own social media, you need to be using it for the benefit of you, whether that be consuming content that inspires you or motivates you or using social media for work, building a brand or interacting with friends. I hope that if social media is getting you down or you feel like it's taking over your life a bit, that this podcast has also helped you in combating ways to get past that and reintroduce social media as more a positive tool in your life. Thank you so much everyone for listening in to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, please do leave me a message at the Stupid Thrive Podcast on Instagram with your thoughts And also, you can leave a nice little review and a comment on Apple Podcasts if you wish. And until next time, take care.